And this is exactly why the in-season tournament is outstanding. Purple it up today. It is Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. Today, we look at the matchup today of in-season tournament game number one. A little back of the win on Memphis because I haven't been around for a little while. Plus a look at the matchup with Portland. Can we get to 2-0 and in in-season tournament play and then play a struggling Phoenix Suns team on Friday to get to 3-0 and in in-season tournament play? Pick-and-roll struggles to find the Utah Jazz right now, even though we're not a pick-and-roll team. How does that work? And late game watch, we'll look at Houston, Denver, Grizzlies, Clippers, and some Phoenix notes as well, all on our late game watch on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We are free and available on all podcasting apps as well as YouTube. So thank you very much. Please hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell button on YouTube to let them know when, so you know when we premiere and when we uh, do all of those fun little things as well. We are free and available on all of those apps for you. So thank you very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen every single day. And secondarily, thank you to the everydayers who are out with us and there. Thank you to all the five-star reviews we've been getting on Spotify and Apple and all those places. I greatly appreciate Spotify's got a good little conversation thing. Uh, going on with Q&A. I'll try to see if I can dig into that and add that to what we're doing um, as they kind of evolve the interactivity um, of who they are and what they're doing on their app um, and all that. So thanks. Um, I wasn't with you after the game. We didn't have a postcast. We just had a tough night that night broadcast-wise and just decided we wasn't going to be of good enough quality. And then yesterday, um, I traveled back from Seattle. My wife's favorite thing in life is the Seahawks. And so we went and uh, went to the Seahawks game this weekend and saw that, and I was traveling back. And as is often the case, if I don't do my podcast first thing in the morning, it just doesn't get done, which was too bad. Uh, today's show is brought to you in part by FanDuel. Every, make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's $150 in your team. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown to get started. It's funny, but when I don't talk to you every day or even sometimes twice a day, I feel very like I feel like we we need to catch up. Um, so I'm interested to hear you catch up a little bit. What's going on? All right. Uh, that was a good win against Memphis because, first of all, it was a little gritty. Um, it would have been great to blow them out because point differential and points scored are the tiebreaker in the in-season tournament. And this is really why the in-season tournament is great. We have two teams tonight that are 1-0 and in in-season tournament play. And, you know, the players have not tried to downplay it, but if they did, I, I, I'm not buying it tonight. Like, both Portland and Utah know that they're 1-0. and Portland on Friday has the Lakers. We have Phoenix. Um, Lakers and Phoenix have already played their first in-season game. It was last Tuesday. Um, and uh, Portland and the when, – when we beat the uh, Grizzlies, I believe the Lakers held on to win. So the Lakers 122-119. Um, so the Lakers are – the are one and zero in group play. Uh, Memphis is zero and two. Phoenix is zero and one, and the Jazz and Portland are one and zero. And this gets fun. 
we go win tonight, we go play Phoenix for a chance to go to 3-0, and and then all of a sudden we could be playing the Lakers, who are also 3-0 and on the final night of group play, and the winner goes. Like, it's a suddenly you've got a single elimination game that makes it so, you know, the winner goes. The other one would be if we play well enough in that game and you're 3-1, and you have a chance to get in as the, as the uh, at-large team. We also got a gift. We have the worst group in there is, like total lock, but all of our teams are below 500 in our group. Um, so maybe we can pull this off. You know, we're struggling, obviously, at three and seven, but Portland's three and six. Memphis is two and eight. Uh, the Lakers are five and five, and Phoenix is four and six and scuffling late. So super awesome of why this. And then the fun part, the purple. Like, we're going purple tonight. The court's going to be amazing. Um, the atmosphere is going to be fun. It, you're going to walk into the building, and you're if you don't have tickets already, there are still some available, and you're going to know immediately that this is something different and special and has a different vibe to it than before. So, uh, I, I'm super in on uh, where we are with the purple and everything. Oh, I just tried something and realized I just, wow. Um, and uh, all the things that are taking place uh, with with that um, are super fun um, to see and kind of follow on the on uh, where we are with, with this. I'm trying something right now to see if I can make it us more purple today for those of you that are on YouTube and are like, what just happened? Um, what just happened is David realized that they had created a purple and teal setup of data for us that I didn't know I had. So therefore now it's back on perfectly. You might not have even noticed. Um, all right. So um, let's get into a few things uh, tonight. That was a gritty win. We're really shooting it well. Um, this has kind of come about here as the offense gets going and, you know, Will's beginning to get this thing, team to do a little bit more uh, of what it wants to do offensively, despite the fact that we literally have had a hard time passing the ball from one side to the other. Like, our turnovers are, have been kind of crazy. We're 18th in the league offensively now. We're 19th in the league in half court. I, I find that incredible when we're turning it over 18% of the time. We're the 15th best shooting team in the league and that's incredible when you consider that our pick and roll offense is last in the NBA. Um, so some of the things that are kind of cool right now is where some of our catch and shoot stuff is. Um, if you just look at catch and shoot teams. And so this is when, when we move the ball, when we drive it, when we right do kind of what we want to do. Um, don't get caught too deep in the paint. Don't turn it over. Don't like all the, all the like argh, items we've seen. Despite all that, we're getting the third most amount of catch-and-shoot threes in the league at 28.6. And then we're shooting at the second best. So it's interesting. What I think is exciting here is it is true that we're turning it over at an insane rate. It is true that we're, like, driving into the paint seemingly and getting ourselves in trouble. Frankly, there's a lot of just dribbling the ball out of bounds and passing A to B. Dribbling A to B and passing A to B have been as much of the issues with turnovers as anything else. The, the 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 next side of that that is um is okay. What happens if we control this a little bit? Because right now we're doing we're actually doing more things well than I think we give ourselves credit for. So third in the league in catch and shoot opportunities is twenty eight point six, and then forty one point six on catch and shoot threes is pretty great. Um, I'm going to fiddle with this again for a second. I don't even think you'll notice. Um, that you know we really have begun to find how to get kind of the numbers that we want to see in our catch and shoot game and that we want to have take place in our catch and shoot game. So um, to me, that's, that's pretty exciting. Like, okay. Um, like, let's see 
whether we can keep this rolling. I just put up on, if you're on YouTube, the numbers of our various guys, Lowry's at 45%, Collins is at 44, THT's at 40, Sexton's at 50% on catch and shoot, Kelly's at 47, Ochai's at 39, Keontae at 33, and Jordan at 31. Now, we're not a good off-the-bounce team. We are really, the only guy that takes off-the-bounce threes on our entire roster is, is really Jordan, and he's not particularly efficient at it. We take, um, we're about 20th in attempts, and I think, we're only making 25% of our off-the-bounce threes, which is 29th in the NBA. Only Toronto is worse. So we really have to play that way. We've got to play that that move-it game a little bit. Here's the interesting one on tonight's game. This is similar to the Memphis game. It's strength versus strength and weakness versus weakness. So they're, they're 13th in the league defensively. They, they've actually gotten to be pretty good defensively. Um, they're 27th in the league. They're sixth in the league in defending the three, third best in the league at denying the three. So it will be a real test for us to be able to get these shots off against Portland tonight. The other one is that Portland's offense is a mess. Now, they don't have Scoot, which honestly probably helps them. Scoot's out with a bone bruise at the ankle. He was shooting 35% from the field and 9% from three. Being a rookie is hard. Um, but it's their offense is ranked 30th in the NBA, really bad, 105.6 points per 100 possessions our defense is really bad it's 29th in the league 27th in the league and 30th in the half court so it's their 29th ranked half court offense against our 30th ranked half court defense which you know neither team's particularly proud of it they're 27th the league in three-point shooting they're last in the league in shooting they're turning it over a lot not as much as us but 25th um they don't go to the line a great deal their offense is really scuffling jeremy grant shannon sharper Shaden Sharp are, are leading the way um, for them without Malcolm Brogdon tonight and without Scoot Henderson. So this gets to be an interesting matchup. I mean, this is really Portland's offense against Utah's defense. The other one I would say for us tonight that's really vital. So first one is we've got to get the catch and shoot threes. That's who we are, and they don't allow them. Second one that is, you know, can our defense hold up? Will talked about it. He thinks they're much, we're much better defensively yesterday uh, since Walker's been out because the guys have picked up their own responsibility. Um, this is a good night to have a good defensive night because they're a bad offensive team. And then um, the the sec the third one I would would say to you here is that um, I think that you have to look at and and try to figure out is is playing from ahead. So it's early in the season, but if we lead at halftime, we're three and zero. If we trail at halftime, we're zero and seven. So somewhere we like it might not be in our makeup that we come back to win ball games. That really just might not be a great deal um, in our makeup on this. So it'll be interesting to see. Those are my, my thoughts. All right. We are not a pick and roll team. And yet, still, pick and roll is incredibly vital to who we are, what we're doing, and why and where we must improve. And actually, that to me is a fairly positive deal. The fact that that is where we need to improve. I'll explain that as we continue on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Chevy, located in Woods Cross and in Logan. Murdoch Chevy's got a great lineup of the Chevy trucks. Okay, Suburban and the Tahoe are the SUVs you know so well. The trucks are the Silverado and the Colorado. The Silverado is the lazy boy chair of all trucks. You're sitting up there. You feel so good. You got all the power in the world. You are just cruising. It's absolutely fabulous. And right now it's 1.9 APR uh, for well-qualified buyers on the 2023 Chevy Silverado. Um, they've got a red tag sale going on right now. The SUVs, you know, the, the King Pubas, those are the color, those are the Tahoes and the Suburbans, but the rest of that lineup is really pretty great. Um, all the way from the 
uh, Blazers down to the Equinox, to the tracks, and now they have the electric EV Bolt as well. Go check it out. It's all at Murdoch Chevy, located in Woods Cross and in Logan. If you're going to stop by, feel free to email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com so I can give you the VIP um, get-together or the VIP meeting and make sure that you are treated as you should be uh, with your um, setup for everything uh, that you need to have at and get the VIP meeting that you deserve by being a locked on every day. Today's show also brought to you by Prize Picks. Our good friends over at Prize Picks are killing it. And it's so fun. That is, uh, first of all, it is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Why? Because it's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. You don't battle thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more or less than two or six player stats and project your winnings and roll. It's easy. And you can now combo leagues. So if you want to play around with a little Monday night football and an NBA game, you could have done that last night. Tonight be a little harder because there's no NFL, so you'd have to wait a while. Plus, uh, you can just go look and see, is Steph Curry going to score 29 points? Is Nikola Jokic going to have 10 rebounds? Is Anthony Davis going to have two blocks? Is... is Keontae George, you decide. Prize Picks offers reboot policy also for entries if you're even if you're uh, one of your players gets hurt for football or basketball. If your player who exits in the first half does not return in the second, your player is rebooted. It's that fun, it's that easy, and it's Prize Picks. Now, if you use the promo code Locked On NBA, your first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Go to PrizePicks.com slash Locked On NBA. Use the code Locked On NBA for a free deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. Locked On NBA comes to you in 30 minutes or less every single day, giving you all the latest news and updates on everything that's taking place. So make sure you grab Locked On NBA as well. Are you fired up for the purple court? I am all purple today, all fired up for it. Jazz and the Blazers going to be in the new purple court um, and have it going. Uh, that is our YouTube question of the day for you. All right. Pick and roll is a pretty important aspect of the game. However, we run like the least pick and roll of generally any team in the league. We, we have, you look at our personnel and Will kind of made the assessment when the year started, like, okay, we don't really have pick and roll guards. Like that's not, it's not who we necessarily have. Um, Colin's not a pick and roll guard. Taylor's not a pick and roll guard. Chris Dunn's not a pick and roll guard. Jordan's not a pick and roll guard. So we're not going to try to go play a ton of pick and roll. And so, Hey, you've got some teams that play an awful lot of pick and roll out there. Um, obviously you can, you can guess Luca, Cade, Cunningham, LaMelo, Tyrese Halliburton. They they've run the most pick and roll of any team in the league. If you look at per a hundred possessions, we're 28th in the league in pick and roll. So we really don't play very much pick and roll. In fact, per game right now, Chicago's at the high at 84. We're at 56 pick and rolls, which is the third fewest of any team in the game. The only team that's less is Denver and Philadelphia. Okay, they have Jokic and Embiid. So when you look at Chicago, Charlotte, Dallas, Detroit, Portland tonight, high pick and roll team. Um, so they those teams run. And Portland, by the way, just kind of to back up what we're talking about, they run the fifth most pick and roll and they're last in the league in pick and roll efficiency. Memphis was 29th in the league in pick and roll efficiency. So we're playing two teams that are not particularly good at pick and roll. We're not very good at it offensively or defensively. And we're really not very – we're 18th overall because our roll guys are pretty good. But our ball handlers are not been very good in the pick and roll this year. Um, 
And defensively, we're not very good in the pick and roll. I do always sometimes think that there's something, by the way, to this game where the teams that are run the most, practice against it, and are the best. Now, Charlotte's the second worst team in the league in pick and roll defense, and they run the most. They run a lot, so that just might be a LaMelo comment. But we're the worst team in the NBA in pick and roll defense, by the way. Now, interestingly enough, teams run the least pick and roll against us as any team in the league. We just have not played a lot of pick and roll. So here's what's interesting to me. is So we don't play a lot of pick and roll. That's kind of my point. And yet, even a non-pick and roll team in the league, in this league, our pick and roll is like still probably, for running 50 pick and rolls a game, it's still probably, you know, we probably run multiple per possession. So I, I would guess it's still on 30 or 40 possessions a night. It's still like 30, you know, 25, 30% of what we do. We're really struggling with the ball handler. Our ball handlers on pick and rolls this year are least efficient of any team in the NBA. Um, on both the offense and, frankly, the defensive end. What we're beginning to see an uptick in is, and we ran, and we did run, um, and on the defensive end, our ball handlers are, are really having a hard time. And that's where Will's saying, hey, like, we can just get better by by just simply, like, taking the effort and um, going after a little bit. Um, and without Walker, we actually have done that. So this is an issue. Like, even though teams run the least pick and roll against us, and even though we run the least one of the least pick and rolls, the fact that we're not good at pick and roll on both sides of the ball is problematic. It's also an area where we can greatly improve. One, if we can get a little better with the catch and shoot numbers I shared earlier, it actually plays together quite nicely. The second thing is, I actually think this is where Keontae is, is important. Now, Keontae, like, I, I'm a big fan. I also am a bigger fan of how freaking impossible it is to play in the NBA. Like, I just think it's it's a crazy, crazy, crazy hard thing to do. And, like, if Scoot Henderson is going to be a stud, and there was literally a time period where people were like, oh, I wonder if Scoot Henderson should go instead of Victor Webanyama. And Scoot Henderson is not going to play tonight, but he's averaging nine points. He's at shooting 35%, and he's shooting 9% from the field. The, the entire draft class is doing this. So, like, when I say, like, Keontae's going to struggle, this is not a comment about Keontae. This is a comment about how hard the league is, right? So, you know, Scoot's shooting 35%. Amon Thompson's shooting 41 and 18% from three. Asur's shooting 40% and 15% from three. Um, guys are guys are struggling. Like, um, Grady Dick, who's supposed to be a shooter, is shooting 32%. Jordan Hawkins is shooting 36%. Kobe Bufkin, who I loved in the draft, has played four minutes. So Keontae shooting 38% and 31%. It's kind of what you'd expect. Um, and there's a bunch of guys that just aren't, you know, haven't seen any time yet, um, including our own Taylor. Um, so we'll, it's just hard. But I do think that this is an opportunity where um, we do have a chance to see um, some, some growth in our team. I think Keontae is the most natural pick and roll player. And I've been surprised at how good he is um, on the pick on the defensive end, pick and roll wise. So he and John Collins are the ones that should get going. So far, that combination has not worked at all. Keontae and, and John Collins have not found a rhythm. But Co John Collins is a really good role guy. So I think you'll begin to see it. The, the combination that has worked a little bit is Keontae and Lowry Markkinen, as well as Keontae and Kelly Olynyk. So it will be interesting to see. Right now, Jordan Clarkson has still run more pick and rolls and he and John Collins are actually working really well together. Will Hardy actually even mentioned that in practice, he's seen it. The data shows that jo Jordan Clarkson and John Collins, while they've only run about 50 pick and rolls together, are, are turning out to be two of the best, one of the best pick and roll combinations in the NBA. So it's really interesting to begin to see who feels each other. 
Keontae and Lowry seem to be finding a little bit of a rhythm. Jordan and John Collins seem to be finding a little bit of a rhythm. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, it will be curious to see whether or not we start to see Will Hardy follow um, some of those things on the offensive end, and then our pick-and-roll game can pick up. But right now, like, our guards are 30th in the NBA in pick-and-roll efficiency. Like, that's not going to last. That, that to me, the fact that we kind of put these two things together, this is pretty exciting to me. We're 18th in the league offensively. We're 15th in the league in shooting while being last in the league in turnovers at an alarming rate and at 18%. I just don't know that I mean, we're, we weren't great with it last year either, and particularly after the, frankly, after the trade last year, our turnovers went to 28th in the NBA, but at 15.8%, not at 18%. So it'll be interesting to see where we finish up on the turnovers. I do think they'll come down. It just can't stay this high. So turnovers come down, and then I do think our guards will get better than being last in the NBA in pick-and-roll ball handling, and our pick-and-roll men – John Collins, Lowry Markin, and, and Walker will get better. So I think you're going to see a considerable uptick in two categories that should help our offense and get us from probably, you know, where we are right now is about 18th offensively to somewhere in the range of the 10th we were offensively last year. And then the question is whether or not we ever get better defensively. I, and I, I don't know the answer on that, quite honestly. We're 27th in the league defensively. We're 30th in the half court. Um, it's a scuffle for us defensively right now. We're, we're 30th in the league on drives. We're 30th in the league on pick and rolls. We're 26 in the league on handoffs. A lot of those are similar type plays. We just have to get better. We're not allowing particularly good shots. We're allowing teams to get really good shots. So defensively, um, you know, we have to, I, I don't have, I haven't seen the indicators that have me as as excited that we're going to make the uptick. But I do think offensively, you're going to see Keontae's a better pick and roll player. We're beginning to see combinations with John Collins and Jordan Clarkson. We're beginning to see combinations with Lowry Markkinen, um, as well as, um, Lowry Markin and Keontae George. So let's keep an eye on that tonight as those two um, go. And I think we can probably solve some of those struggles um, along the way. All right, let's uh, let's look at late game watch um, coming up here um, as our next little fun thing to take a look at. Um, Phoenix, LA, um, Houston, who's won six in a row. Um, so a bunch of kind of fun little teams to take a look at in our late game watch um, as we continue here on Locked on Jazz. Today's show is brought to you in part by Jace Medical. Um, Jace Medical is a neat product. It's a Utah-based company um, that's there to put you in control of, you know, tough situations, I would say, or uncertainty. Um, you know, in the simplest terms, you don't want to get caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And the unexpected is coming to us in multitude of ways. So Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Here's how it works. Jace can provide up to five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes is to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form, in some cases jump on a call with one of the board-certified physicians. Jace also, by the way, can supply a 12-month supply of ED medications. So bring on extended travel, next natural disaster supplies chain, and you're covered so you don't have to worry about whether or not you have to refill your generic Cialis Viagra prescriptions, possibly because all possible because of the friends over at Jace. So five life-saving antibiotics, a little ED, all gives you, allows you to be prepared when the 
unexpected happens. It's all at Jace Medical. And with the promo code locked on, you can get $20 off your next purchase. Or if someone you know needs a peace of mind having a year supply of daily med, go to jacemed.com and see if you can get them a gift card. Remember to use the promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase at Jace Medical. Today's show is also brought to you by Ibotta. Turkey? You want turkey for Thanksgiving? We all do. You want to shop and battle inflation and have something come out good for it? We all do. Well, that's where Ibotta comes in for you. Um, Ibotta is here to give you cash back and help you make sure your Thanksgiving table is complete. Because who wants turkey without the gravy? Turkey's great, but we all know the best part of Thanksgiving is the sides. And with Ibotta, you can make sure you get the whole family's favorite side dishes and the turkey, all while getting yourself cash back. Big holiday means big family get together, so don't spend time, don't, excuse me, so you don't have to spend all that money on Thanksgiving without getting something returned. Starting in November, which is now, for the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on Thanksgiving feasts. Just add the offers in the app to redeem for everything you need for your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipt. Ibotta gives you cash backs on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods and make sure that you are beating inflation. So download the Ibotta app now and use the code LOCKED to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting November 1st. Just go to the App Store or Google Play, download the free iBotta app, that's I-B-O-T-T-A, and use the code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in Google Play or app, and use the code LOCKED and get 100% back on your Thanksgiving dinner. Thanks so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. Jazz Blazers tonight. Super fun. Super fun. We should fire up. Get your purple on. Get the, We're going to see the new jerseys, which I love. I do think those are the best jerseys out there. They got ranked that way, and I would totally agree um, that they got that they are the best jerseys out there. Um, all right. So if you're new to the show, one of the things I like to do is watch the last five minutes of every NBA game that takes place. I'm a little behind. Um, so I watched the Rockets Nuggets the other night when the Rockets won their sixth in a row. Um, few things were interesting. Um the, Nuggets, the Rockets are closing with Fred Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks, Jalen Green, Alfred Shingoon. Um, it's a pretty good grouping. And then Aaron Holiday played in there, and Jeff Green played in there. And then uh, Jalen Green came in late for Aaron Holiday, who played a lot of it. Denver's bench didn't make any shots that night. And this is like the bugaboo on Denver when Jamal Murray out. That's getting exposed a little bit. The Rockets... Ume uh, Udoka is really playing matchups. They went at Michael Porter Jr. every play. Green high pick and roll with Brooks to get MPJ. Beats him, Shingun. Uh, and then he beats, then Brooks beats him and passed off to Shingun when Jokic had to come over. They ran the Van Vliet, Jalen Green plays to go get Michael Porter Jr. involved. A um, lot of stuff there. Michael Malone ran a cool play with Denver down four, 21 seconds left to pop Jokic out for an inbound. Um, and Got Jokic a wide open three that he buried and made Houston really nervous. But Houston's doing some interesting things, um, and they they looked the, they looked the part. They had a goal, they had a concept, they had they had ideas of what they were doing, which frankly, you know, the last few years they haven't. Um, so I don't think they're totally fluky. They're they have right now the fourth best differential in the NBA. They're the seventh best offense and fourth ranked defense after nine games. Like I. I don't know that I think Houston's a little bit of who we were last year. They it might hold together um, for a little longer than you'd expect. Uh, then I watched Grizzlies Clippers, and the Grizzlies win this game 
after we beat them. The Clippers are a mess with Harden. It's exactly what I said when they did it. You, you just can't have Russ and Harden on the floor together. Like It doesn't work. Um, so they had Russell, Norm Powell, Terrence Mann, Paul George, and Tucker on the floor. And then obviously Kawhi comes in for P.J. Tucker at the 540 mark. But like Harden doesn't come back into the 155 mark, and he comes in for Westbrook. So this is just going to be a really interesting dance. Like Ty Lue is figuring out, like, oh, I can't play the two of them together. Um, you know, and there's a team that when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have played together are 97 and 51, and they're now 0 and 4. Um, it was interesting. Memphis was not switching anything. They were maintaining all their kind of pick and rolls and all their matchups. They were playing smart Bain, David Roddy, um, Jaron Jackson, Luke Kennard. Um, they ran some interesting stuff. They ran a squeeze pick and roll at the top. Roddy slipped it. They did that. Um, it Westbrook just kind of did Westbrook things. They were down two. Westbrook gets frustrated, commits a foul, that sends two free throws. Like, it was bad. Um, I thought this was interesting. Terrence Mann was the one guarding Desmond Bain, so not Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, which was a little surprising to me. Like, if you have these two guys, they're not the same defensively without Robert Covington or Nicholas Batum out there. Um, uh, there was some weird coaching late. There was an eight-second differential down three. Um, and then Clippers didn't foul for a while. Um, and then there was an eight second differential down three. I think they went for a two. I think you get, there's just some weird stuff from the Clippers. Um, and Ty Lue's usually really, really good at this. Um, but it, it didn't feel right at all. And then the plus minus, if you haven't heard already on Harden is an absolute mess, um, in, in every way, shape or form. Um, and it's it's alarming. And uh, it's it's the number one story in the league. The number two story in the league, frankly, right now, watching the Phoenix-LA game, is, frankly, how bad Phoenix is late in games right now. So there's some interesting... One thing, by the way, on Harden, I'm hearing a lot of people say, well, he's not the isolation player he once was. He's not... Actually, all the data does not say that. All the data says Harden's just as good um, as he was. So it's actually, I think, just a issue of kind of being in a group. So West group a matchup between LA and Phoenix the other night, the Lakers win this game in the fourth quarter. LeBron actually plays through a calf strain that he doesn't then play the next night, which gets makes some of our stuff. Interesting in the fourth quarter, Phoenix shoots nine of 20, 38% from the field. They get outscored 33 to 23. They shoot just two free throws. And Durant goes three of five. Bradley Beal goes one of four. Eric Gordon hits his shots. But what's interesting here is that Phoenix gets outscored by 10 in the fourth. Phoenix is awful in the fourth quarters right now. Um, And it's like they have the 30th ranked offense in the NBA in fourth quarters. This is not suddenly something new to what's taking place with them. Um, And it's weird because now they haven't had everyone together. So you could just kind of say, oh, well, we'll see. But I don't think any of us ever thought there'd be a day where in, in t- 10 fourth quarters, Phoenix's differential would be minus 25 and their offensive rating would be an 89. It's also, by the way, the one red flag on Minnesota right now. Minnesota's 29th in the league offensively um, in fourth quarters. Portland's 28th, we'll see tonight. Uh, but like Portland's 10 points per 100 possession points better than Phoenix, and Phoenix is 30th, and Portland's 28th. Phoenix is a disaster 
in the fourth quarters offensively. That's worth keeping an eye on. So all these super teams with all this talent have not figured out how to play fourth quarters yet is the early takeaway here, 10 games into an NBA season. All right, that is Locked on Jazz today. We will be back with you tonight for postcast with Ron Boone, all purpled up. And then we will be with, I'll be back with you tomorrow morning for our regular edition. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks so much for being a part of Locked on Jazz. I missed you. It's glad to be back. Um, so fire up. Thanks for being a part of the show. And uh, it is Locked on Jazz, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.